so welcome to another episode of After Five with Capital EA. My name is Ursula Kohler and I'm founder and director of Capital EA. And I have an executive assistant who has joined me today, whose name is Chantelle Laboute. And she's an executive assistant with Prime Minister and Cabinet. Welcome, Chantelle. Thank you, Ursula. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) I know. I'm so glad you could join us and have a little chat about your career to date and some things that you've been up to. And we keep this fairly fluid so our listeners can join in on the conversation, so to speak. And um, I wanted to start by asking, you know, what what made you want to become an executive assistant? Yeah, no. So um, it's kind of always been something that I, I was interested in. Um, since I was kind of, I guess maybe from year nine and 10, that sounds really weird to say, but I've Mm. always just had in the back of my head, the organization, you know, I think I had an idea of what an EA was. And then I got to this role and it was completely different. It wasn't just (laughs) in a good way, in the best way. (laughs) Okay. Um, And, and, and yes, in the best way. So it was even more than what you imagined. Yeah. Yeah, much more than what I had imagined. So it was in that sense, it's kind of like I, you can, from your foundations of EA, actually, that that course, it's what you make it. It is, and it, it is what you make it. You kind of, you learn the role, you learn how you can help your executive and then you get to, run from it, I guess, mm, run with yes. it. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I can understand that analogy and yeah. I think that's a good way to put it you know, because yeah. you do make of it what you want to make of it and I think yeah. the executive is ultimately wanting you to, to find that yeah. and it, it, it's something you can't really teach, can you? You've got to no. find it yourself. Yeah, and you need mm. to find that balance with kind of what you want the role to be, what your executive wants you to do and and how you can help them and kind of manage up and then I I guess it it just kind of becomes this thing like this incredible thing that you've just made and it it is an EA role obviously but it's just so much so much more than kind of I I don't know I think I had in my head when I was younger it was you know organizing a calendar and and just the like basic kind of admin Mm. role and it is but it's like everything and anything it's kind of like there's just there's just no limit to what you Mm. can make it so well Mm. I mean I'm sure there is but I haven't reached Mm. that yet so (laughs) yeah you continue to grow and learn don't you yes yes it is it's it's so good because you know you you literally do learn something new every single day um Mm. and especially in the division that I'm in, you know, it's it's so much about learning so many different things that happen within the division and how I can help the division, not just the executives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find yeah. that that's also something that's really great about the role that I'm in because people want you to help. They want they want your help. So yeah, um, yeah. Oh, no, I can totally understand that and it makes it exciting, doesn't it? You know, it's not the mundane type of roles that you can get into and then regret later. It's like, oh, this role just keeps me going and the time goes quick. Yep. And there is a level of, um, you know, I guess just pulling on that no limit type comment, It's, um, I guess that's where 
there's a bit of a, a equilibrium that I think I always tend to kind of talk about with EAs that some then become can become very un well, you know overwhelmed or unraveled yeah. really quickly and yeah. And then it's like, well, you, you're enjoying it at the same time, but now it's become bigger and bigger huge. and, yeah. yeah, huge. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I've got to pull back here. And I need to, I need to yeah. pull the reins back in. Yeah, and that's yeah. possible. You know, yeah, it's definitely it possible. It's just a matter of kind of getting around that and that's where your communication skills jump in and yes. you've got to kind of mould the role, I guess, yeah. to what you find to what, is healthy. Yeah, yeah. exactly, because it, yeah. at the end of the day you don't and your executives don't want you to burn out. And like it is, it is a is a role that can be, you know, I would say trying, possibly. Mm. But mm. it's it, when you say it's all about communication, it is like that is one skill that you need to have for this role in every single thing that you do. Mm. You know, you've got to be able to communicate both ways, up and down, and be able to just be honest and open about how you're feeling you know, so that they can also be honest and open about how they're feeling and how they're going, you know. Yeah, so, so true, so true. Yeah. And so what have, what's been your hurdles? What are the things that you've gone, you know what, this is insanely difficult or or if there hasn't been that, what's been something you've grasped hold of and gone, I'm going to, this has been really useful for me, you know, to to be able to do my job really well. What have you had to kind of fit into your day to make that mm. work? I think one thing that I really needed to kind of make a routine as part of my day was every morning and every afternoon I had maybe 10 or 15 minutes and this was something I kind of learnt over time that's just really important, Mm. Um, not just to jump on, check emails and start from there and kind of, you know, make sure, you know, projects are up to date. It's going through each morning, making sure that all of my executives have everything in their calendar that they need. If they need attachments to their calendar, making it, just making it so that it's everything is where in the one spot so that they can just access it whenever they Mm. need to. Every morning and every afternoon, I find that that's so, so important. And then after that, I'll make my to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, it kind of sounds weird because I use, I literally use a notepad and a pen and I go through and write out everything that I need to do that day. And then in the afternoon, it's kind of reverse. I'll write out the things that I hadn't possibly gotten to that day Mm -hmm. and then kind of prepping for the next day. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's what's helped you stay Oh, on yes. the ball. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Very much yeah. so. I'm definitely visual in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. I like seeing what I need to do. And it's just a good reminder because, you know, things pop up so frequently in this job. You know, people are, especially now with COVID and you're working from home, people will just call and, you know, message you and just ask for things to kind of for, for your help on things, which is, you know, completely fine that's part of it mm. um but also you do sometimes it it's it's good to have a reference where you're like this is what I was doing I need to go back to that I can add whatever they've asked me onto that list depending obviously mm. on priorities and how urgent it is but I, I find it just a really good point of reference mm. it's no, just yeah. 
Yeah, like, yeah, I like. I'm a bit of a list person too. Yeah. I like. I, I buy too many notebooks because yeah. I love so many notebooks Same. and pens. <laughs> You've got to have that right pen and that right notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a addiction of mine. And all the girls in the office are like, not another notebook, Ursula. You have got too many. <laughs> there like, is oh, never too many. I can I say know. for sure, never too many. Oh, dreadful. Um, but having said that, does the comment you made about adding things to the calendar and like attachments. Yeah. I've noticed I've worked with a few EAs over the years and there's been really amazing tools that Outlook has provided them. And Mm -hmm. one was actually a Department of Industry EA that I Mm -hmm. met and she actually had derived a table type thing that she, a template that she added to the calendar. Yeah. And then she wrote little things in it for a meeting and she actually put the attachments inside the table as well yeah. so that yeah. they were all lined up. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. It was it's, really highly organized. And yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you do something similar to that? Yeah. So when it comes to attachments, I remember that that was actually something that I had learned from when I was working at the APSC. So we would kind of send out attachments and that was actually from the learning management system, but in the Outlook kind of calendar, it's, it sounds very strange as I'm explaining it, but it, it actually worked really well because we would invite our facilitators to the kind of calendar invitation so that they mm-hmm. had everything, you know, the timing, yes. um, how many participants, everything, all of that kind of, I guess, organisational Mm. base Um, and then the materials would also be attached in that way as well and it was really great for them to just see you know grab the participant guide or the facilitator guide there like Mm. they could see it so yeah so that was really great in that way it's like it's Mm. the same for kind of QR codes as well you can um, put them in in the body of the Mm. email like yeah the calendar yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's using the calendar as an email transaction but essentially you you, so your managers your executive and anyone that you send it to actually has it there all together and you know looking at the diary for the day they can just grab it from there rather than trying to search in their inbox for the information which is just brilliant it's really great it is it it, like it, it is such a great tool you know, and and then that makes it so much easier for your executive to just, you know, open that one invite and everything is there for them, everything. Mm, so mm. I find that really important for just in making it that little bit easier for them and then their day potentially can run smoothly, you know, depending, yeah. I guess, on and, their priorities. How, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, it's all, it's really an awesome thing to to practice and yeah. how many executives are you working to? Um, I have three. Three, three okay. amazing humans. <laughs> yeah, and tell us a bit about the team. How, yeah. how are you finding that? Because you're now you're five months into this EA role mm-hmm. and, and prior to that you were with, so APSC, that was sort of more of a coordination role, wasn't it? Yeah, so that was a, um, I was actually uh, working for a recruitment agency and then kind of contracting for APSC. So that was for like a learning, it's now operations and engagement team, but it's within the kind of learning and development area. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. So 
are these three executive all needy or have they have they found their group with you, you know, where they don't all kind of, you know, take up all your time? How do you manage three of them? <laughs> I <laughs> I pretty much it I this sounds so bad probably not not great um but you know starting from basically the day that I started they have been so great to work with like they're not none of them are super needy Mm -hmm. um which Mm -hmm. I'm so lucky to have (laughs) so lucky (laughs) um (laughs) and very grateful very very grateful because they just you know when they need me and I will constantly say, if you need anything else, just let me know. If you need any, no, please, I want to help you. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. But I guess they it it does usually when they need something from me, it does happen all at the one time. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, because you know, they at the end of the day, we're within the same division, and you know, and obviously department, so meeting deadlines is usually around the same time. Yeah. So and, and then how do you communicate back to them about that? I I am just completely open and honest. And I, I think that I've gotten to a point where they trust in me and I, I trust in them. Mm-hmm. Um so we've built that level of respect where I can just be completely open and honest and say, yep, I can give you an a, a time frame that it can be completed by. Mm, um, fantastic. yeah. So I, I think that's one thing that I would say for anyone that's new to being an EA, obviously as a relationship, you've got to build with not just your executives, the team and that relationship, it, it does need to be open and honest. It's not something that you can kind of say, yes, I can have that to you by that time. And then it doesn't actually align with anything that you do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it, you can't happen. It's it's yeah. not actually something that is feasible. No, and look, I think where I've talked to EAs on that subject, some of them feel like they were being judged for being incompetent if they said, oh, yeah. I can't do it. Like it's almost like they, they've got to be seen as being Wonder Woman or this invincible yeah. person that can yeah. literally take on a million things <laughs> and <laughs> and literally be sitting there sweating going, I'm not going to be able to do all this. I can't time. do this. But, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, but then yeah. this habit forms of saying, yep, no worries, I'll take that on. And then it's like it's almost like from the get-go and that's why I always um, sort of put it in the pressure point on, on the EA Foundation programs to really be clear about yeah you know, that transaction because yes. I, I know, and this is only from my own wrongdoings as well, where I was someone that just was like, yep, yeah, okay, no worries because I just never wanted them to think I was not capable not of doing ca- the yeah. task, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then yeah. I realised later, oh, my God, I should have been, you know, really transparent up front because this is impossible to do. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. <laughs> and and <laughs> that that is, I guess it's kind of a stigma for being an EA though. It, you mm. are apparently you know supposed to be a yes a yes person yeah you know you're supposed to say yes to everyone and it's just not in a another role you wouldn't say yes to everyone like (laughs) yeah that's right it sort of it carries with the right yeah I know what you mean it's a bit of a stigma isn't it yeah yeah Mm. it is because you know people and and you can say yes to everything but Mm. providing them with feasible and possible deadlines of when you can have it returned or um 
you know, proofread or whatever it is, organized, arranged, anything, um, whatever the request is, it just needs to be honest and, mm. and something that works for you. Because yeah, at the end of the day, it's like completely individual, you know, it's not, you're yeah, not the exactly. same as a, as a, as a person that's done yeah. the role before, you know? Yeah. So. You can get two EAs in there that are, you know, quite capable of doing their roles for others and yeah. you'll, you'll literally do them two different ways. Yeah, you know? exactly. So no, no, no way that we do something is exactly the same. Not at all. Um, yeah. Not at all. That's so, so true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, I get that. And, and I, I, I love the fact that from the get-go you're really transparent because that will just continue to flow through um, yeah. and just make your job, I suppose, doable for the, the um, foreseeable future. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's kind of that's kind of built from just everything my, my previous experience in in working industry, you know, just working in general. I used to be very much so a yes person and just said yes to everything. And I still I still say yes, but I'm just honest about, you know, when I can have it done by or when it's actually needed to be done by, you know? Mm. So And so have you set up any of your own templates or systems or things yourself in this role or you, you managed to follow what someone else has had in there? Yeah, so I have set up kind of a few little things that I find helps. <laughs> yeah, so they do, all three of them have different kind of likes obviously because they're three different people. Mm. So one of them I've kind of set up their inbox to have a kind of priority emails. Yeah. Yeah. So I prioritize their emails in, you know, just to read or review or um, action when available or urgent action required. Um, That kind of, or, or just an FYI. And then they will go through the emails and then they'll kind of tick it when they're finished and then I'll be able to file it. And it just makes it so much easier because They've got a very, very, very heavy incoming and outgoing email, like mm. the inbox. It's just insane. So being able to do that for them and just kind of make it easier for them in that way, it's just it's like <laughs> when I started, mm. they were like, oh, my gosh, this system is great. <laughs> oh, they would have loved it, just yeah. filtering through and, you having to take the time and I suppose over time then you recognise which are the oh yeah which, which yeah. are the bombs and which are the yeah. ones you can kind of ignore or yeah move on and yeah. you, you'll see a, a bit of a process in the e- inboxes anyway but yeah exactly it, I can imagine that's such a great relief even just checking if there's something super urgent in there is a, yeah. a relief to an executive you know yeah and you know mm. when they're when they're in meetings that can go for three to four hours, being able to look through their emails and know whether it's actually an urgent email that I can send to their team or, and that, that just takes time to know what is urgent and what isn't. And then, you know, you've got a relationship with the directors, their directors. So just ask them if you, if you don't know. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, so and so that was one, and then one of the other executives. I just usually check her emails for when she's in a, a long meeting that she doesn't have access to her emails, and I'll kind of at the end of or just before that meeting finishes, I'll send her kind of like a summary of the emails that she needs to action, 
when available, urgently action or just read, review and be mindful of. So that's kind of how I've sort of individually tailored that kind of little Mm -hmm. urgent action and, you know, prioritise of their emails. And how's that summary, um, Chantelle? Is that like a, is that, like a little snapshot of the inbox yeah. put into a summary or how, how do you put that summary together? I put it in an email. Um, it's kind of like a template. It's I've, I've made in an email. So it's, it's okay. um, yeah. So it's like a, it's almost like a table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I'll put that, you know, urgent action and then have the dot points and I'll add the, the time of the email and then who it was from and the, the subject oh, of the email, oh, just yeah, so it's yes, really yes. easy to reference what time or yeah. if not the person or like you can see the subject mm. if there's if it's kind of been, if you've received multiple emails from the same person, okay. which often so happens. It's a copy and paste sort of thing and then straight into the table? Yeah. Get, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, then you sort of list them so that she can just do a, a quick, overview of that summary yeah yeah okay and that's That's just how she she prefers you know Mm -hmm. to to read and it doesn't take that long because as emails come in I have like a little pop-up box and I can just kind of copy that over to the email Mm -hmm. and then I can prioritize it how I see fit and then it it kind of I keep them as read because then it can get confusing obviously yeah yeah yeah, I like that. And it's interesting because there's two things happening there because you'll learn from her as well which ones you've picked up because you're picking yeah. up ones on a bit of a, when you start a bit of a guessing game, oh, God, is this urgent? Oh, God, what is this? You know, like you're sort <laughs> yeah. of sitting there going, what is the Very about? much so. And then, and then and then you're learning from her because she's probably going to say, yeah, that one, that one, or, you know, or you might yeah. follow up through and say, oh, did, was this one on there that you needed actually or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a bit of a process of understanding her, I suppose, her, her deadlines and her priorities. Yeah. And then the other thing I picked up from what you're saying there, Chantelle, is that you're, you're, you're being agile to what she requires. Yeah. So you, yes. you're setting up a system with this other, exec, you know, just in the inbox prioritising. Then with her, you're, you're, you're doing a whole different system and mm. that's because she likes it that way. Yeah. Um, yep. And that's, that's sort of bending to her way of taking in information as well yeah so yeah that's critical too because you can have very EAs can have their own systems and go look this is the way I do it but uh, and that can work if if it works for them but if they've got something that works for them then give it a go because you're going to find they're a lot more happier with a system that works for them when it yeah Yeah, that's fabulous that's fantastic because on that point it's like it's so important to be flexible both ways you know you've got to be flexible to what their wants and needs are but then also they need to be somewhat flexible to how you process things yes so yeah Yeah, it's a 50 50 meet in the middle type arrangement yeah very very much so yeah Yeah. no I quite like that's fantastic yeah so talking earlier about future endeavors what where do you you know because you're enjoying this and obviously it's you know really great because it's it's diverse and you've got something different to do every day and yeah what's your long-term you know 10 years what do you think you're going to be doing like let's say really long term in 10 years really long term (laughs) really long term (laughs) do you think you you, you'll stick in this sort of career path or do you think you might do something different 
I love, I love this role so much. So I will try and stay in it for as long as I can. Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm able to get another opportunity, possibly within the division or potentially an APS six role, then I'll, I'll do that. Mm. Right. You know, because I, I am definitely that type of person that forever wants to grow and learn and just keep, you know, breathing in and any form of knowledge. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, good. No, it's great. Yeah, you're yeah. hungry for it. Which yes, very much so. But in that as well, I am also studying um, psychology. So, and I love mm. psychology. <laughs> Love it. Oh, so do I. It's It's just so interesting. Yeah. So I potentially may end up down a path clinical psychology, um, Mm -hmm. possibly. Mm -hmm. I know that I've see this is where I've I've got a bit of a 50-50. I love this role so much and I love Mm -hmm. the team, the division, love it. Mm. Um, it is the best place I've been. it's just amazing. Um, but then I've always had this side of me where I've always just wanted to help people. And this role kind of satisfies that to an extent. It's Mm. just, I've always wanted to help people in a way that from experience, I guess. So yeah, Yeah, it sounds really weird. So I, I don't know exactly where I'll be in 10 years, whether that's kind of finding a role where I can use my psychology degree. And I mean, you can use psychology degree in anything. I can use it in this role as well, you know, trying to, well, working, working out how my executives communicate, how they think, how they process information and helping them in that way. Definitely. I yeah. reckon they kind of go hand in hand. To be they honest. do. I, I don't think, I mean, I've studied a little bit of psychology as well and yeah. I've got a coaching, you know, certificate to kind of get me through. And I, I think some of this, you know, I, I totally get it. But yeah. It, it, because of that helping side of the role, yeah. there is a big factor of psychology that comes into it and you need to Huge. pull on it quite you do. a lot of times. Yes, it is, it, is, mm. it is quite crucial. Um, you've definitely got to have people skills and, you know, be able to understand that not everyone is the same and they're not going to react the same to, you know, some form of information or Mm. a deadline or, you know, it's just everyone's different um, and they learn differently and they take in information completely differently. So Mm. it it is quite, they are hand in hand, which is, why it's so good to be able to study what I'm studying and, you know, do this role because it's just, you know, I learn and then I kind of not use it, but I I learn and then I can see it happen. Yeah. The physical part of it, I can see it. No, I can, I can too. And, and that's, that's the rewarding part really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. Mm. So I think probably in 10 years, you know, you may see me as a psychologist, but you may Mm. also see me in a role, you know, APS6 EA or, you know. Mm. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. 
I'll be, you know, old and, you know, walking around with a Zimmer frame, but (laughs) I'll probably be an EA on the floor somewhere with my Zimmer frame. You'll still be an amazing EA, but who cares? But I hope I, I, um, yeah, I hope I get to follow your journey, uh, Chantal, because it certainly is is an inspiration, you know, to many and just to see just the pathway you've taken and how you've kind of delved into it and, Mm. um, and, you know, seeing what kind of tools you need and you've got the resources that you require just to set yourself up the right way, which I yeah. think is crucial in these roles as well. Yes. Um, but not so. only that is that you understand, I guess, the mental health side of the, the role um, yes. with your psychology um, yeah. background as well. So, yeah, it's no, I think it's a really nice, you know, full picture. Yeah, which I know that you'll just go on and do. Yeah, wonderful things. Oh, um, I'll, I'll um, have to close off soon, but I just wanted to check what what are three things that yeah. you can't live without in this yeah. role? In this role, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw this question. Yeah. and I was, uh, you know, I had to prep for it. <laughs> I had yeah. to write my little list. Yes, good, good. <laughs> I actually wrote that the first thing on top of my list was a notebook and pen. Yeah, that is, and I'm classifying that as one. I know that it's two, but I'm classifying it as one because as psychology and EA are hand in hand, so is this. Yeah, (laughs) it is. That's so true. You can't do one without the other. No, not at all. Um, And then the second thing would definitely be a, I don't know, this is definitely, it's kind of controversial almost for an EA because not everyone has one, not everyone needs one, but I have a work phone. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, I find that it's really great for when the executives are traveling or, you know, if they need to contact you after hours, I'm just, I'm there if needed. Yeah. They don't usually do that because they don't want to intrude, but if, if they do, then I'm always there and I will always respond. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. I'm um, big on the work phone too, but, yes, yes. I know, there is a bit of a, a thing about yeah. the work phone. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been, I'm a traditional EA, so, you know, that all that background was me attached to a phone and yes. I'm used to that, you know, from yeah. years and years of service to, uh, to executives. So I get that, but I know today it's a little bit controversial. So yeah, it is, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it some is. of them say, "Look, I don't want it, and I'm not, I'm not going online, sort of outside of ours, or I don't want to be contactable." Um, but there's emergencies that pop up, and I rather kind yeah. of circumvent them and yep, get them agreed. out of the situation than agreed. return the next day and go, "Oh my god, I wasn't there to help." So yeah, 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 I and then that. and then be kind of backlogged with trying yes. to you know, deal with the aftermath aftermath yeah. of it. You know? Or undo what they've potentially done yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's, a, that's a bigger exactly problem. Exactly. That, that is the biggest problem. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? Yeah. What oh, happened? God. They've gone and booked three cars. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two flights. I need right to one. cancel this. I know that someone just booked it, but I need to cancel it. <laughs> exactly. It ends up being more work. It does. It does. So, yeah, I agree with you I'd much rather have it and not need it than not have it and need it yeah good okay notebook pen work phone and what's your third thing (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna loop two and they don't go hand in hand but I'm going to loop two one is credit card oh yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. you know, it's just yeah, the basic. So you just we forget the credit card, of course. It's, yeah, it's yeah. In well, use every day. <laughs> yeah, no, you do. So, and yeah. that's why it is something that I can't live without in this role. You just can't. Yeah. You need it. You can't yeah. call someone every single time for their credit card details. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really great. Oh, Shanta, you've been so useful. I'm just, I'm picking up and I'll be able to provide a bit of a summary for our listeners as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's some really nice key pieces of information in there, particularly with Outlook and um, being agile, um, mm. building that trust um, with yep. your executive, that communication and being transparent in order to build that trust. Yes. Um, there's lots of lots of gold nuggets. And um, yeah, I just wanted to thank you for sharing and being open with us and having a little fluid conversation. and. If there is any listeners out there that want to get in touch with Chantal on any part of her information she shared with us, what's the best way that people can get in touch with you, Chantal? Is it through us or are you on LinkedIn? Or um, you... No, I actually am not on LinkedIn. I really okay. need to get on there. So hopefully if anyone does want to get in contact with me, I'll be on LinkedIn. If not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk to yeah, Ursula. <laughs> yeah, and I'll pop a, pop a message through to her. Yeah. With any questions you may have, otherwise yep. drop them down in the um, notes area of our podcast here and um, we'll make sure we get them through to her. Yes. Thank you again, Chantelle, for no. joining us. Uh, Thank you. You've been wonderful. Have a really great rest of your week. You too. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate the opportunity. It's been a great little chat. I loved Good. it. Good. I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad. Tell others to join in. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. Don't you worry. <laughs> Thanks, Chantal. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. 